The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. It's one of the Talmudim in the yeshiva of Radin. He related that he had the opportunity one time to sleep in the same room as the Chavetz Chaim. And the Chavetz Chaim was the Gadol. I'm saying that it was, not clear, it was clear. The Mishnah Brura, all the Svarim, like top of the top in his generation. Like all the biggest Gadolim went to him to get the brachas when they were little, like unbelievable. Anyways, out of curiosity, this Talmud, he couldn't close his eyes the whole night because he's like, I'm, I'm in the room with the Gadol Hadad. The Chavetz Chaim wrote the Mishnah Brura. I'm saying, I want to see. I want to see everything. I want to see everything. So he stayed up the whole night, and he wanted to observe his rabbi up close. But obviously he doesn't want to arouse the Chavetz Chaim's suspicions, so he's like, mm. you know, he may believe he was sleeping. I mean, despite the fact that the Chavetz Chaim was very tired from his journey, they were traveling, whatever, he ended up waking up after two hours. Chavetz Chaim went to sleep, woke up two hours later. After washing his hands, he came over to the Talmud's bed to make sure he was sleeping. And the Talmud obviously pretended to be sleeping, and then he walked over to the corner, and he began to make a cheshben hanefesh, Rabbi Say. He didn't think anybody was hearing. Anybody heard this? He went to the corner of the room and he made a cheshben hanefesh. And he said, Yisrael Mayor, Yisrael Mayor, you receive so much honor from the world. Why, why do you deserve this? Why do you deserve this? Have you ever, have you even done one hundredth of what a real Jew is obligated to do, to fulfill? Why, why do you deserve honor? Why do you deserve honor? You're just a simple Jew and you have many sins. That's what he told himself. And then he started to cry. Chavetz Chaim started to cry, becoming soaked from his tears like a baby who cries, Rabbi Say, because it was real to him. Did I do it right? Was there any time that was, because it was real. Chavetz Chaim, come on, you, you can't just say like, I am the top, okay. I, I get it, it's so much fun, but I'm the top. Yeah, I am. I'm the best of the best, right? Why can't he say it? Because the Territ says, Anav Mikal Adam. Well, much Rabbi, but we learn from him. He was an Anav, he was humble, he understood that, wait a second, HaKadosh Baruch gives me everything. So why taka do I deserve honor? So I work hard, okay, but there's still what to work up. Like it's an amazing thing when you have such an outlook in life and you're just humble, it just changes everything. So, okay, that was story number one. Story number two, unbelievable, we said this also previously, but this is huge. So there was a veteran Talmud who once came to the Chavetz Chaim and he cried bitterly to his rabbi, the Chavetz Chaim, and he said that doctors diagnosed me with dreadful illness and they don't know how to treat it, they don't know what to do. Chavetz Chaim listened to his Talmud and he said, don't worry. I'm going to give you advice, but on one condition, don't share this idea with anybody. Nobody. The Talmud agreed to the condition, and the Chavetz Chaim went on. He said, go to a certain Talmud Chacham. I want you to tell him about your condition, and he's going to give you a bracha that you should recover. And Be'ezra Hashem, you're going to be healed. B'kitzer, the Talmud obeyed his Rebbe. He turned to that Chacham, and after time, miraculously, he completely recovered from his illness. 20 years later, Rabbi Say, 20 years later, his sister-in-law, the sister-in-law of the Talmud fell ill with the same disease, but he obeyed the Rebbe and he didn't say anything. Ultimately, when the sister-in-law's disease grew worse, the Talmud said, listen, let me tell you what happened 20 years ago. The Chavz Chaynawi told me not to say anything, but we have to figure something out here. And he said what happened. A short time later, what happened? He got sick again. He got sick again. This is 20 years later, though. He became very alarmed and he told his wife he has to go to his Rebbe. When he arrived in Radin, he went to the Chavetz Chaim, who was already very old and weak. And the Chavetz Chaim remembered his student, and he welcomed him with joy and with love. And he said, Rebbe, I'm sick again, and I, I need a bracha, I'm sick again. The Chavetz Chaim said, I wish I could help you. I wish I could help you, but what can I do? When you were sick the first time, I was younger. I was strong. I fasted for 40 days for you to recover. Today I'm too old. I, I can't fast like that anymore. Chavetz Chaim, he never said what he's doing. He said, 
Yeah, go to Chacham somewhere. He's a Chacham. Tell him you need a bracha. And then hopefully you'll get better. And the second he walked out, he's like, Hashem, please make my student better. I'm going to fast 40 days without telling anybody. Without telling anybody, just doing the most that you could for your Talmud. This is an unbelievable story. Chavetz Chaim. Look what he was willing to do for a Talmud. And no one knew about this. No one knew about this. It's just unbelievable. And these are Agudelim, Rabbi said. This is the nation that we are a part of. This is the nation that we're a part of. So I want to share two more stories. These two are with Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Ah, these are just unbelievable stories, like just to show you. And you have to remember, you know, when, when speaking about Anava and how humble these people were, these people were the greatest. They knew everything. Kol Kula. They knew everything. Like their entire life was dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything. Ol HaLacha, Shulchan Arach, Shas, Yerushalmi, Bavli. Everything. Everything. They knew everything. Okay, anyways, so Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon, Arab Shabbos, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein was in the hospital, and his son was at his side, and a nurse arrived and said, Rabbi Feinstein, you have a phone call. Who was calling Rabbi Moshe Feinstein in the hospital when he wasn't feeling good an hour before Shabbos? So Rabbi Moshe's son took the phone and said, Hi, Shalom Aleichem, a good Arab Shabbos. Is this like life-threatening? Like, is this like very, very bad? So the lady on the other end said, Chas Shalom, no, 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 not, not at all, no, but I have a question for the Rav. And I called his house. They said he's in the hospital. So I want, you know, I wanted to call him in the hospital. So his son replied, he's, he's very weak. He can barely speak. Can you call after Shabbos? Like maybe he'll be feeling better. She said, no, no I, I can't. I'm a widow. And uh, it's an urgent question. I, I can't wait. I can't wait until after Shabbos. He said, okay, uh, tell me the question. Tell me the question. And I'm going to try to ask him. We'll see if, he's, if he could answer. The woman was relieved. She said, okay, very good. He's, she said, what, what time is candle lighting? He's like, what? Rav Moshe's son couldn't believe his ears. Like, you're calling the Rav? One, one second. You're, you're calling the Gadol Hadar, who deals with the most complicated questions, who has no time for candlelight? Get a calendar! Get a calendar! Ask any local Yid. You don't call a Gadol Hadar for that. That He's too big. What, what are you doing? And she was taken back. She's like, she's like, you think this is the first time I'm asking him this question? She said, from the time I was widowed, and I had no husband to tell me when candlelighting was, I called Rav Misha every Friday for the longest time. And he answers me graciously. He wishes me a good Shabbos. He gives me all the time in the world. What, what are you talking about? What? Yeah, of course I'm calling for candlelighting, because I don't know what time candlelighting is. I've been doing this for years. I'm, I'm saying, what more do you have to say? The, God, the Rabbi said, this is the God Hadar. Sometimes we tell our own wives, I don't have time right now, I'm, 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 I'm learning. We tell our children, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. And Taka, sometimes we are learning. But I'm just saying, the Gadl Hadar, the Gadl Hadar, was able to answer a widow's question of what time can He could have said very nicely the first time, if you buy a calendar, I'll show you exactly where to look on the bottom, right, it says what time candle, that's what we have to do. But no, this is another Yid. And who am I to say, who am I? I'm the Gadl Hadar, humble. And finally, the same, same idea story. These are all famous stories. There was a woman that came to Rabbi house and was told to wait because he was in a very important meeting regarding some matter that had to do with the whole community. And every few minutes she would get up and she would be like, is the meeting over yet? Is the meeting over yet? And she wasn't only the person waiting. There was a few people waiting. She wasn't the only one. Anyways, each person was like watching. Like, why does she, like, who, well, like, I wonder, I guess her question is Prataka, like big, you know? Anyways, um, the, the student, the, the Talmud who was who was stationed at the door, she, he said, like, you obviously have a very important question. I mean, you're coming to the Godlandar now, and you're waiting, and you keep asking, what's, what's, your, like, what's your question? Well, maybe I'll, I'll try to go in or something. 
she pulled out a letter. She was like, this came from my sister in Russia. This is a letter. And, you know, she writes about how her life is. I want to know how my sister's doing. I miss my sister. And she writes in Russian. Now, because of the rules of Russia or whatever, they write in Russian. I only know Yiddish and English. So I came here. The, so Rav Moshe finds in the Gadol Hadar, who has no time, who's, so, so he, could, he could translate the letter for me. The student was like, <laughs> one second. You come to the Rav for that? Get out of here, you know. Do you come to the Gadol Hadar for that? Google Translate, right? You find another way to translate. What, you can't bother the Gadol Hadar like that. So she's like, what, what are you talking about? For 20 years, 20 years, I am coming to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and he's just sitting there translating letters for me. What are you talking about? Rabbi said, these two stories just show the godless of a Gadol. The godless of somebody who taka doesn't have time. Every second is accounted for. And yet they have all the time in the world for another year. Even when it's, it's not life-threatening, it's not the end of the world question. Rabbi said, if the Gadolim could do this, then we poorly could do this. Because look at our screen time. I mean, you know, like 90 hours a day. Like, what, what were your statuses? The whole time. So you're not that busy. You're not, and even for you who is busy, you're also not so busy. And even for you who really is, you're not as busy as them. And yet they had time. So they for sure had time for their wives and their children, for sure. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.